My boss was always complaining about that gramophone, but even Alice couldn't really control the dispatch department. My secretary said, Good morning. Jean was a tall girl in her middle twenties. Her face was as calm as Nembutal, and with her high cheekbones and tightly drawn back hair, she was beautiful without working at it. There were times when I thought I was in love with Jean, and there were times when I thought she was in love with me, but somehow these times never coincided. Good party, I asked. You seemed to enjoy it. When I left, you were drinking a pint of bitter while standing on your head. You do exaggerate. Why don't you go home alone? I have two hungry cats to support. 2.30 is definitely my bedtime. I'm sorry, I said. Don't be, truly. Going with you to a party is to be there alone. You plant me down, go around chatting with everyone, then wonder why I haven't met them all. Tonight, I said, we'll go to some quiet place for dinner. Just us. Ha <laughs> ha, I'm taking no chances. Tonight, I'm cooking you a birthday feast at the flat. I'll give you all your favourite things. You will. To eat. I'll be there, I said. You'd better be. She gave me a perfunctory kiss. Happy birthday. And leaned across and put a glass of water and two Alka-Seltzer tablets on my blotter. Why not put the tablets into the water? I asked. I wasn't sure if you could bear the noise. She unlocked my trays and began to work steadily through the great pile of paperwork. By midday, we hadn't made much impression upon it. I said, we aren't even keeping up with the incoming. We can start a pending tray. Don't be so female, I said. All that does is call some of it another name. Why can't you go through it and handle some of it without me? I already did. Then sort out the information onlys, mark them for return to us and pass them on. That would give us a breathing space. Now who's kidding himself? Can you think of something better? Yes. I think we should get a written directive from organisation to be sure we're handling only files that we should handle. There may be things in this tray that are nothing to do with us. There are times, my love, when I think none of it is anything to do with us. Jean stared at me in an expressionless way that might have indicated disapproval. Maybe she was thinking about her hair. Birthday lunch at the Trat, I said. But I look awful. Yes, I said. I must do my hair. Give me five minutes. I'll give you six, I said. She had been thinking about her hair. We lunched at the Trattoria Terrazza. Tagliatelle alla carbonara. Ossobuco, coffee. Paul Roger threw out. Mario complimented me on having a birthday and kissed Jean to celebrate it. He snapped his fingers and up came Strager. I snapped my fingers, and up came more Paul Roger. We sat there, drinking champagne with Strager chasers, talking, snapping fingers, and discovering ultimate truth and our own infinite wisdom. We got back to the office at 3.45, and I realised for the first time how dangerous that loose liner on the stairs can be. As I entered my office, the intercom was buzzing like a trapped bluebottle. Yes, I said. Right away, said Dawlish.
my boss. Right away, sir, I said, slowly and carefully. Dawlish had the only room in the building with two windows. It was a comfortable room, although overcrowded with pieces of not very valuable antique furniture. There was a smell of wet overcoats. Dawlish was a meticulous man who looked like an Edwardian coroner. His hair was grey, moving towards white, and his hands long and thin. When he read, he moved his fingertips across the page as though getting a finer understanding from the sense of touch. He looked up from his desk. Was that you, falling down the stairs? I stumbled, I said. It's the snow on my shoes. Course it is, my boy, said Dawlish. We both stared out of the window. The snow was falling faster.